Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday and happy end of Mental Health Awareness Month. Woo! Which is me. Woo! <laughs> uh, so this is the last episode of this month and going out with a bang. I'm talking to new friend Mark Nelson, who is the founder slash creator slash innovator of Fellow One Research, which we will get into in the interview. I'll put links down below. Very interesting stuff. Um, let's get into it. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, new friend Mark, for joining me today on the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Happy Mental Health Month also. It is currently the 18th at the time of this recording of May, so we are in the middle of Mental Health Month. So hopefully you've been keeping up on your mental health, which is important all year long, but May is a good you know month to really beef it up. Doing well, thank you. Okay, good. Um, I did want to, because um, you know you better than anybody else, I don't want to stone anybody slender or butcher anything, pass it over to you to let you introduce yourself to listeners, who you are, what you do for a living, share any childhood trauma, anything like that that you want to throw out, you're more than welcome to, and then we'll go from there. You got it. So I am the lead scientific researcher at Fellow One Research, and what we specialize in is body type science. And we are the only body type science in existence, uh, which is important because most people are aware of the uh, three body types, the endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. But what they don't know is that those body types are 100% unscientific. They're based on zero science and they always have been. They're, they have never been based on any science. Uh, they were invented by an American doctor way back in the 1940s. They were debunked not long after, yet they hung around because there are there is no biotech science. So there mm-hmm. wasn't until 2003 until we started our biotech science. And, and I'll get into that later. But in terms of childhood trauma, <laughs> yes, most certainly. I think that all of us have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my childhood trauma was really around my body and my and my body type. And um, so it was the 1980s when I was uh, a young kid, and I, I recall when I was around eight years old in, in, in the early 80s, I was out playing soccer, shirts off soccer, and, and being down at, at, at the pool, and just you know, any appropriate situation where you would see your, your peers with their shirt off, mm-hmm. and I recognized pretty right off that there was something odd about my body, that even though I was a skinny child, I had fat all over my body and I would go in and see the doctor. And because the body mass index had just become the standard right around 1985, I would always clock in as normal quote unquote relative mm-hmm. to my BMI. And so no one really questioned anything, but when I would question my parents, my mother, the doctor, whoever, and say, Hey, what's up with all this fat all over my body, even though I'm skinny and well within my safe BMI, they would always just, brush it off like oh it's no big deal you're just young you'll you will grow into it but i didn't 
what I grew into was more fat. And as I hit puberty and as I grew into my teens, I got, I just more and more fat appeared on my body where there should be muscle and muscle mass, which obviously led to things like bullying. Mm-hmm. And I was bullied relentlessly at home, on the way to school, at school, on the way back from school, at home again, and rinse and repeat pretty much every day of mm-hmm. my life up through college. Uh, and so uh, that was obviously a huge trauma because being bullied is no fun whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, in the, and in, the, in the 1980s, bullying was just seen as normal. So if you were to say anything about it, you were a snitch or you were a tattletale or you were a martyr right. or any other favorite word that someone would throw out. And of course, nobody likes bullying, but that was just seen as quote unquote normal at the time. And so I had serious, serious trauma from that, which obviously affected me mentally, uh, no less. So that's a sort of a brief overview of who I am and where I come from. I'll sort of pause there and see what your thoughts are. No, definitely. I think um, I did not grow up in the 80s, but (laughs) growing up in the early 2000s, there was definitely some of that um, still relevant. I know one thing too, in particular, and I hate, hate the saying boys will be boys. And I feel like that was a big thing for me growing up. And I can definitely see that with any young man, you know, oh, they're just, you know, they're just being boys teasing and stuff like that. And it's like, "Mm, this isn't okay. Let's call it what it is. (laughs) And I'm, I'm glad that at least now it seems like that they kind of cracked down. I even know when I was in high school, they tried, you know, more things to combat that. Um, But I always do hear horror stories of how they got away with a lot of things. Most of it, in fact, yes. Yes. I even remember they, which I say this now, and like, I know my nieces and nephews, they would, they're like, what? And I was like, I remember up until I think my sophomore or maybe freshman year, they were paddling in school still. (laughs) And people were like, what? That's so barbaric. And I'm like, yeah. I digress, but the schooling used to be really different from what it is, you know, now. So it has definitely changed. There was a, a really good Simpsons episode about the whole boys will be boys thing. Mm. Basically the same thing that 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 you just touched on, which was it's not okay. It's not an appropriate thing to simply say boys will be boys. And that's the reason that it lasted so long, was because everyone was just like, oh no, boys will just be boys. And it's like no, they won't. Let's actually address the issue, Correct. deal with it, and move on from it so that people can be more mentally healthy, no less. But it also affects your physical and emotional and even spiritual health. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's good that it has been addressed appropriately. Although nowadays, I would say that young people have sort of lost sense of how bad it was. They don't have a sense of that. And now it's sort of swung to the other side of things where it's this really politically correct. And I'd like to see more of a balance to where people really understood that it was a time when it just wasn't right. really looked at. And now it is. Uh, so anyways, I'm glad that it is more, uh, more balanced now. So, no, definitely. And I, I can definitely see too, um, not to open the whole can of words of like gender roles as well with that even more so of you know it's almost expected society and you know just from having friends that are female like oh it's typical for but like for 
a male to have a reaction like, oh, I don't like my body. I'm kind of insecure about this. It's like, what is like, no, you're not supposed to quote unquote have those feelings and stuff like that. And it just all, it's all very toxic. <laughs> it is very toxic and it's it, it definitely affecting both genders, but you're right. It has a tendency to affect females more. And I am glad to, to see that that's changing, but that's really one of mm-hmm. the, one of the reasons why we were so uh, uh, driven to figure out this biotype science was because it's not because we are trying to judge people and say, mm-hmm. those who have a, a biotype one are better than those who have biotype two, yada, right. yada. It's none of that nonsense. We, we humans, we want to understand what is and what isn't in our life. And we do right. that by defining things. And so it's kind of like, as you said, with gender roles, it's, there was this time when women did this and men did that. And that's how it was. And nowadays, like, again, young people really don't, I don't think that, that, that they really grasp how much things have changed, right. how much still has to happen. Right. Because there still is a lot of genderism and racism and all mm-hmm. the isms still yep. uh, are very prevalent, but we have actually grown some. And so I am glad to see that, but it will be nice when, when like, I think that especially in the state of Florida with the whole don't say gay thing, mm-hmm. which is obviously <laughs> a giant issue because yes. there are a whole spectrum of different human beings. And there is, you know, and, uh, again, I don't want to, to, uh, to necessarily jump into that conversation, but there are, there is male and there's female and there is gender neutral. And we have to respect the fact that there are a whole spectrum of different human beings instead of just staying in this old fashioned mentality where it's just male and it's just female and you have to uh, apply one or the other. And I think that we're at least growing in that and realizing that there are folks who just don't really identify with male or female. They feel right. more comfortable in, in, in the middle. And that's why moderation is such an important thing. And that is a true statement relative to really all things in life is moderation, right? There's balance. And I think that if we respect that, we will find more mental and emotional and, and physical and spiritual health in our lives. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I could do a whole episode on <laughs> being in Florida <laughs> and the whole, yeah, it's, it's very, but again, that would be, that would be a whole nother episode. Um, right. So I, I do want to go back a little to talk about when you started the research um, what was that like? How did you get to that point where you were like, mm, I want to do something about this? Let's, how does that even, how does one even go about doing that? Because that no, seems it. like a big undertaking. It is. So I was in college really, and I had been weightlifting, and I, I was so sick and tired of my body. I, I really hated it. And I didn't want to be an obese person, but I had mm. skinny fat. So skinny fat was a term that didn't exist until really about a decade or so ago. And skinny fat is cellulite, loose skin, saggy skin, thin fat, crazy mm-hmm. skin, and normal weight obesity. And that's important because so the three body type standards are the standard scientific human body uh, uh, anatomy book, body type one, mm-hmm. which you find in any standard scientific anatomy book, excuse me. And then you have the body mass index, and then you have the BMR. Mm-hmm. And that's basal metabolic rate, which is the, the, the base number of calories that your body requires daily to function. Those are the three mainstream science accepted body type standards. Right. Yet I was well within my safe BMI weight range, but I had skinny fat all over my body. 
Mm-hmm. No one wanted to talk about it or address it because I was well within my safe BMI, so there was nothing to talk about. But the problem is, is when you have skinny fat all over your body, for for me of a cellulite and thin fat and normal weight obesity, and obesity is defined as having too much fat on your body. Mm-hmm. Not as being overweight, but as having too much fat on your body. So when you're skinny and you're well within your safe BMI, you shouldn't be obese. But I was. I was normal right. weight obese. And the Mayo Clinic specifically states that normal weight obesity carries with it the same general risks as obesity. Mm-hmm. So I was within my safe BMI weight range. I was eating healthy. I was doing all my exercises. I was living a healthy lifestyle but I'm normal weight obese, which carries the same risks as obesity, which was not only totally unfair, but I hated how my body looked. So with that little overview, I would go down to the gym when I was in college with all of my muscular friends, all my body type one friends. Mm -hmm. And I would follow their workout regimen and I would eat their diet and I would eat their supplements. And I mirrored them because that was the only way I figured I could get my body to look like theirs, no matter what I did my body never looked like theirs. They would put on muscle with ease and they would be ripped and they'd have their six pack. And I would struggle to put on any weight in terms of uh, positive muscle whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I was still carrying around all this skinny fat and it was maddening and I was just frustrated beyond right. belief. And so when I graduated college, I headed out West and I took a job as a scientific researcher at the university of Colorado. And I learned in the, uh, I learned quickly that I didn't want to work for anyone else that I wanted to work <laughs> for myself. So I ended up opening up uh, fellow one research and, and I started my own research. So that's really how things got to a place where I started my own research. And uh, so I'll sort of pause there and then I'm happy to talk more about the, the actual research. If you have any questions. Yeah, that's a, a <laughs> commends you for that. That's a very, that is an undertaking and everything. Um, and I know I've talked to other people before. Um, some people do, they have that, they know after working for others are like, mm, this isn't for me. I'd rather work for myself. I have that sometimes, but most times I'm also like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, I, I, for me it would be I don't know I don't want to speak for you but a lot of like oh can I do this is this going to is this, it's probably not going to be the easiest but at least I can um you know do something that I want as well as work for myself so I'm sure that was a motivating factor as well it was definitely hard because you're right there's a there is a lot of unknowns there's fear it, it is definitely easier in some ways when you work for somebody else because you're basically just showing up and clocking in mm-hmm. and you, know you get a paycheck yada yada uh so i definitely had to overcome all those fears um but it was well well worth it because i was in control of my own destiny and i and i and as i have built this out now i do have all this research and all this great scientific research data which again there is no other body type science research data anywhere you can go on the web and you can do research and try and find any scientific data relative to the three body types the hormone body types the kidney body types triangle body types the 10 body types any other body types there is no scientific Mm -hmm. research whatsoever they are all arbitrary subjective shapes that are baseless meaningless body type shapes that folks have tried to apply to themselves and mm-hmm. anywhere else, but there's just no science behind them. So uh, if you're trying to uh, 
make your diet and lifestyle and, and um, exercise relative to any of those body types, you're just not going to do well because there is right. no science to actually correlate. Yeah. So that sort of brings us to our science, which is the four body types. And as I mentioned, there are the three mainstream science and doctor uh, body type standards, which are the, the standard scientific human body anatomy book body type one, the BMI and the BMR. The reason that those are not accurate is because any part of the human body can be underdeveloped to whatever degree. Uh, and that includes vertebrae and muscle mm. and, and, and muscle mass. And it, in place of that can be skinny fat, which again, I've already stated is cellulite, normal weight, obesity, et cetera. And because of that, science recognizes that one pound of muscle mass burns six calories daily, mm. but one pound of fat, skinny fat only burns two to three calories daily. So if you have skinny fat on your body where you should have muscle and muscle mass, and you get down into your safe, BMI weight range, and you still have skinny fat on your body, then you aren't, then your body does not require as many BMR calories daily as your standard BMR calculation tells you. So you're still eating too many calories daily, right? And so all those three standards are not accurate. And I guess one more reason why the BMI is not accurate other than skinny fat is real and it will, and, uh, and any part of the body can be underdeveloped is it's, possible to have excess muscle mass on your body so if you think of somebody like Dwayne Johnson the mm. the rock who's all muscle yeah and, <laughs> and if you were to run his BMI most likely he is in the overweight or obese column of his BMI weight range but of course he is neither overweight or obese that's just one more way that the BMI is not accurate so recognizing that all of these standards that mainstream science and medical doctors hold you to when you go and see a mainstream doctor they are doing your health checkup relative to that standard body type one body right and and so if you are healthy and quote unquote normal that's what your body looks like and that's what you are being compared to yet because they are not accurate it's not a fair standard and it's not an accurate standard and what they're telling you is not necessarily accurate, yet no one wants to hear otherwise in terms of mainstream science and medical doctors. And so it, is that making sense? Yes, it, it, yes. And now I, there's a part of me that's like, hmm, because I've gone to my doctor <laughs> before in the past and I say, oh yeah, you're slightly overweight. You're almost a beast. And I'm like, wait, what? I look like, wait, huh? Like, so yes, it is making sense. It is making yeah. me think a lot. <laughs> Good, because that is a that is a main key and a, a main driving force to why we came to our biotype standards. So if we continue to follow the science and the logic and reason, if because we know that science and genetics state that any part of the human body can be underdeveloped, we also know that it is a scientific fact that every vertebra houses a specific set of muscles. And if any of those muscles are underdeveloped, it directly affects your posture as well as your metabolism. And so when we finally figured that out and sort of put two and two, two together, we then realized that because there are 26 vertebrae, there are uh, seven cervical, 12 thoracic, five lumbar, one coccyx, and one sacrum, we broke down our bi-types relative to so a, a biotype one has zero under 
developed vertebrae. It's mm-hmm. basically a standard body type one with all the muscles and muscle mass fully developed. Body type two has one to eight vertebrae underdeveloped. Body type three is nine to uh, 17. And a body type four is 18 to 26. And so that's how we break down a body type. And we have our, our scientific body type quiz up on the site. And anyone can go and take it. And we, uh, in, uh, so you can use a pen name. You, there are no face images that are required for, for the images. So you can maintain your privacy and, uh, and uh, security. And you can take that quiz and you'll get a better sense of what is my actual body type? Mm-hmm. Why am I, if I'm not a body type one, why do I have skinny fat where there should be muscle and muscle mass? And then what can I do about that relative to my diet, exercise and lifestyle so I can live as healthy as possible? Right. So is that all making sense? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Um, and so basically, uh, we also then correlate our scientific weight loss diary with the scientific body type quiz so that you can track your scientific weight loss data up on our site. And we are not in competition with MyFitnessPal or Calorie King or, uh, or um, Apple Health app. All those work symbiotically with our scientific weight loss diary. The point of our diary is to hold people accountable. Hmm. You can have your phone in, in hand. You can go down to the gym. You can show your uh, dietitian or your fitness coach your quiz, and you can show them your um, images and where you have underdeveloped vertebrae, and they can join in on your profile. It's free in terms of them joining in the, the discussion. They can offer advice. Your friends and family can also join in. And the idea is, is again, you, uh, you are holding yourself accountable relative to your science, your scientific diet, exercise, and lifestyle data. You're seeing all of your changes actually happen up on the site with your, with your um, images changing every seven days or so. And you can upload them whenever you want, but mm-hmm. we usually recommend every seven days because that's usually when you'll see at least a, a little bit of progress. Yada yada, and you can have your friends and family come in, encourage your actual journey, uh, all up on the site, so that uh, yeah, so that you can actually see, see things happening. And the final thing that I'll say on that is, is we moderate every comment up on the site. We will not tolerate trolling, shaming, oh, bullying, any of that. So we moderate every comment because we understand the sensitive nature of what's happening. Uh, and we are working on a website rebuild so that we can make that functionality more advanced. But right now we do moderate every comment because we respect people's privacy and just their, their general well-being. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would not be, I appreciate that you do that because I could see that going over bad for some people if it's, you know, feelings would definitely be damaged. In that right. and, and that's one of our main worries is that I'm sure that, that you know, that social media has sort of mm. become this, this bullying paradise where yes. folks are not held accountable for anything. They can lie and say whatever they want. Correct. In, in general, it's one of the reasons why young people, there's a, there's a serious health crisis, especially mental health crisis with young yes. people in terms of suicide and such. It's because of that. It's because people are allowed to say whatever they want and, and there's no accountability anymore. And mm-hmm. I, I'm certain that that needs to change. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping that you know, we are in the process of doing that, but we'll see what happens with social media as you know, time passes. But right. is all that making sense? Oh, yes. And I, I, I do hope that that passes because it's been rough, especially these past couple of years um, for younger 
folks I know for sure too, where they usually get a break from social media and everything, but then it's like, oh, no, for these, you have to be at home and that's what they're going to go to. That's what they're going to turn to with social media. And it, it can be very evil um, at times. Um, so talking about all the research and why you started this journey um, and everything, why do you think overall, in a nutshell, it's so important for this to be done? And um, I guess if you want to share some of your highlights of uh, this made it worth it, like, like you said, there was a lot at the beginning, you know, a lot of fear, um, a lot of, you know, work put into it. Um, if there's any moments that you were like, you know, X, Y, and Z happened and it made me feel like, oh, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing good right now. <laughs> this is a good thing. So it, it, one of our main worries, as I already said prior, what is that folks will use this in a negative way so that mm. they can say, I'm a body type one and I'm better than you, or I'm a body type two and I'm better than you as a body type. And all that is just not true whatsoever. Right. We, we are trying to bring the knowledge forward based on real actual science so that people can understand their their human body type and then make proper diet exercise and lifestyle choices relative too. So one of the analogies that I use is we don't get upset because four plus four is equal to eight. We just accept that that is a fact that is, it just is what it is. And it's no different than your body and your genes. Mm. Your body is what it is. Your Genetics and DNA are what they are. Accept them, understand them, understand why your body type shape is what it is, why you have skinny fat if you do on your body where there should be muscle and muscle mass. Why is my body the way that it is? And then understand the diet, exercise, and lifestyle that would be best for your body. So we right. don't push a specific diet. We do have our scientific uh, weight loss program up on the site, which you can go to and you can scroll through all of the diets up on the site. Mm-hmm. We are fond of the blue zone Mediterranean diet because it is backed by a lot of excellent science. So it's basically a cross between the blue zones, which are the five blue zones planet wide, where people live into their hundreds, living normal, healthy lives. Mm-hmm. They aren't popping a bunch of allopathic pills and struggling to make it through their 70s and and 80s and pain and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and essentially hating life, but hey, I'm still living. Right. They are actually healthy and they are living into their hundreds. And so that coupled with the Mediterranean diet, which is backed by a lot of excellent science and just mm-hmm. a, a really good diet in general, that is the diet that we recommend. But again, there's a full list of diets from the omnivore all the way down to the paleo or Atkins or whatever, whatever diet is best for you. Right. So long as it's based on health, and healthy foods, which is mostly whole foods. And then the same is true with the exercises is we have a full list of different exercises, both cardio and resistance exercise that you can choose from. And the idea again is to find an exercise that works best for you and your lifestyle. So one of the things that I want to point out is according to mainstream science and medical doctors, every human being is the standard scientific human body anatomy book by type one mm. and the reason that you're not is because you are eating too many calories daily above bmr which means that you have excess fat in your body which is why you don't look like the standard scientific human body anatomy book by type one as mm. soon as you lose the weight and get down into your safe bmi you will look just like the body type one and that is the point of view of mainstream science and medical doctors however if that were true as soon as you lost the weight 
you shouldn't have any need, especially if you're 40 or under, to lift weights because you already have all that muscle on your body and you're mm-hmm. good to go. But the fact of the matter is, is all that there are is we have plenty of people up on our site who have taken the actual quiz. We have current scientific weight loss users who are, da- are down within their safe um, BMI weight range and they do not look like a body type one. They still have skinny fat all over their body, just like I did with my body type four. Right. So this fact that mainstream science and medical doctors are still holding on to adamantly that everyone is a body type one. The only reason that you're not is because you're eating too many calories. It's just false. And so we have gotten to a point now where we are educating folks on this and, and through educating them on that, uh, we have seen success with especially uh, quite a few of our scientific weight loss diary users where they now at least understand I've lost the weight. I'm down in my safe BMI, but I don't look like a body type one. I have skinny fat on, on, on my body, but at least now I understand why. At least I understand why. And I have a diet and exercise routine that will help me manage that. And I can accept it, which gives me more peace of mind in terms of you know, my mental health, but as well as my emotional and spiritual health. And therefore I'm not struggling daily with my physical health and all those other aspects, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And overall I am healthier because I'm I'm not struggling with, with understanding why, why am I doing all this work? And yet, no matter what I do, I can't look like the, uh, you know, uh, the Jessica Albas of the world. Right. And so we are very proud of, how far we have come with this and the educational process that we have uh, brought to this and helping people understand their real scientific body type so that they can be more at peace with it so they can be healthier in their life in, in the long term. So did that answer your question or did I fall off on a tangent? Nope, it totally answered it. And I'm all for, you know, <laughs> if you ever meet, if it goes another direction and you need to do that, I completely understand. So no, that definitely um, answered it for sure. And, um, I think it is very important and prevalent, um, of course, mental health <laughs> part of the reason why I started this podcast. And I feel like this is something that, you know, does affect a lot of people's mental health. Okay. And this is a great way for them to get into it and get the resources the right way and correct way rather than, um, you know, developing eating disorders and stuff like that. Cause I've seen that happen way too much. So, um, oh, yeah. and all that comes from the fads and gimmicks and lies and nonsense that is spread on social media. Yep. all for fun, Right. And so, and that's why we stick to the science and science is an ever evolving thing. Mm-hmm. We are, we do not claim that our science is 100% infallible. It is evolving daily, just like science should, because science is about, Know, doing research and doing if then and, and figuring out what is actually true and what is not true. And then right. not being afraid to say, well, we thought this, but now we have all this new data and now it's this. And so we are always open to the, to, to, to the evolution of science. What worries us most is so many mainstream scientists and medical doctors are just arrogant and they just fall into this mindset where we know everything about everything, which thing carries over to the average layperson who, you know, from, from my experience, the average human being, unfortunately, is quite arrogant. They think that we already know everything about everything. There's nothing to really learn. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. true. We, we, know, we know so very little about our human body. We know less than 10% of what's in our oceans. Right now, we're dealing with serious climate change issues that's mm-hmm. backed up by 
well-known uh, scientific organizations like NASA, mm-hmm. right? And yet still like 40% of our country thinks that climate change is a bunch of nonsense and that there is no such thing as the obesity epidemic and that there is no such thing as the, as the mental health crisis in, right. in young people, which really and truly there's a mental health crisis relative to all ages. Yeah. I think that you've probably heard recently of the suicides that run from the teens to the twenties, all the way up yes. to uh, who was um, Ashley Judd's uh, mother. Just, yes. you know, yeah. there's a mental health crisis in this country that expands that, that runs through all ages it yes. is serious and we are not dealing with it because too many people would rather listen to the lies and the nonsense up on social media and elsewhere instead of following the science and recognizing that science is here for a reason. Please let's right. use it and be more responsible with the things that we say. 100%. Yes. They, um, besides doing this and talking to a lot of um, folks about mental health, I actually happened to, in my professional life, um, work at a behavioral health hospital. And so I see it every day. We actually have a child adolescent unit where ages five to 17 are on that unit. It's, it is very prevalent and has spiked tremendously in the past couple of years. So um, do you think that, that that COVID played a large role in that? Or do you think that it was already in in process and COVID definitely made it worse, but it was already in process. Yes, I, I think it was in process and then COVID definitely went in for the jugular and, and made it even worse. And to, to make matters worse too, especially when COVID first started, there were a lot of healthcare workers that were like, I'm not dealing with a pandemic. Nope. And a lot of walkouts and a lot of nurses and doctors and frontline workers that were like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I can't deal with this. So resources became very limited. They still are. There is still a nurse's uh, shortage um, right now. So um, it, it's just, like you said, there's science, there's resources out there. Um, people just have to be able to, to get to them. And I, I feel like specifically here in Florida and in Jacksonville. (laughs) Um, I talk about it all the time and I talk about it at work and I feel like the, we are failing our city when it comes to resources and stuff. And so people have to turn to social media and all the web of lies and everything to say, Oh, I think this will work. And I don't even think that it's just Jacksonville. I think it is a major, I think it's really a problem. Yes. And I don't really know how to, to deal with that that's a large subject do you have any thoughts being a mental health professional on how we deal with that yeah i think that we i think it goes back to like you said science and then resources that's what i've seen a lot is um and especially me even personally growing up um very and i've talked about it before in the podcast (laughs) very poor so it was oh therapy finding help for your mental health no 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 and kind of even back generations before too it was like well everybody's sad everybody like you just rub some dirt on it and move on and (laughs) yeah shake it off like oh you'll be you know just shake it so it's like "Mm, no not what we should be doing and i know millennials i am one that get a lot of um slack for you know like 
being so <laughs> demanding with a lot of things but one of the things we I see memes and jokes uh about is like gosh all y'all y'all think therapy can solve everything and I'm like yeah it can solve a large portion of things actually so That's the point of therapy right it yeah really is, right and and you're right way back when therapy was thoroughly poo-pooed it was like no therapy is for is for weaklings or, or yeah ex- yes exactly Right. Instead of instead of, of, of looking at it like it, it's it is actually courageous to yep. go and seek therapy because one, as you said, it is expensive. Mm-hmm. It takes real effort and real time and hard work. And yep. Most people just don't want to put any of that in, let alone spend the actual cost on it. But it is most certainly one of the main reasons why mental health nationwide and globally is, 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 is in such dire straits. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely you hit the nail on the head it is it's very to be self-aware and say you know I need help on this I feel like a lot of uh people have that like superhero complex like I can take it all on stuff and um it took me a while uh you know not to be hypocritical I mean it took me up until about three or four years ago and my husband had part to do with it because he was like "Mm, I think we both realize you need some help. There's a lot of stuff from your childhood you haven't unpacked. Let's go to a doctor. Um, and that doctor in particular had like a, the best conversation and was like, you know, everybody can deal with this on different scales. We all do, but you don't have to. There's science. <laughs> there are ways that people have researched and said, oh, this can help with X, Y, and Z. Right. But it's up to you, again, to take that time, that effort and money and everything to go and invest in it. You're investing really back in yourself and your mental well-being as well. So I'm all for therapy. <laughs> and most people would much rather go out and party and right and, 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 turn to the wrong and, things. Exactly. And ignore all of the obvious signs that they need help. And what there's a, a really good add on TV, and I'm, I'm going to forget what the what the name of the country is, but it's all about therapy. And it's this guy, he's sitting on a bench on a weightlifting bench. And he's got this huge weight on his chest. And mm. he's like, no, I got it, dude. And, and one of the other guys in the gym comes over and he's like, dude, do you want some help? And he's like, no, you don't know my family. You don't know my friends. Yeah, and I got it. And I'll, and I'll just, and I'll just deal with it over time. And he's got all this weight on his chest and he just won't accept the help because of all the reasons that you just said, because right. it's, it's been taboo and yada, yada, yada. So I think that if we can get people to realize that there's no shame whatsoever, it actually is courageous to go and seek out therapy, we would see an improvement of mental health across the board. Definitely. Yes. It's, I'm hoping the stigma keeps getting broken down and <laughs> we get away from it. I've seen it move a lot in my 29 years of life. Um, I'm just hoping that there's more and more because I wouldn't even think uh, 10 years ago, I would still probably be like <laughs> therapy. No, there's well, no way. <laughs> and and I, I, I would have to assume, and I, I use the word assume very loosely and respectfully that living in the state of Florida for you is not the easiest thing in terms of mental health because there's such blatant shitty effect <laughs> related to uh, who you are. Yeah. Right. And I think that it's, 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 it's honestly shocking to me that, you know, that things haven't changed in, in, in Florida 
the fact that we're sitting in 2022 and the fact that they've only gotten worse with it, with all the nonsense that's yeah. happened with um, Disney recently, yada, yada. It's all like, that, yep. I could not imagine being in your shoes and uh, how you still live in Florida. I would assume you probably thought about leaving. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and my, we, my husband and I just moved back to oh, Florida wow. <laughs> um, last year and from, from where I'm sorry. From Charlotte, North Carolina, which... Was it any better there? It was, surprisingly. (laughs) Um, I actually lived in North Carolina 20 years ago, but I honestly couldn't say what it was like then because it was 20 years ago and things have changed quite a bit. It has, and Charlotte was very progressive. But if you took the wrong turn and went to one of the outlier cities it was like banjos playing in the background, <laughs> not somewhere we felt safe. Um, so I give that caveat, but yes, in Florida right now, it's very difficult with everything. And I'm like, are we, are we going back in time? Like what's going on? Like, we are, aren't we? I think that we are. I think start, that in Florida, you are. Yeah. It's starting to feel a little handmaid's taily here. Yeah. So it's, it is. The other side of that coin is, is it won't get better if you don't stand up and fight uh, Correct. So, you know, I totally would understand if, if you guys left because it's just not safe and it's mm-hmm. just not a, a respectful place. But at the same time, it's not going to get better if everyone just flees the state. Correct. And that's, yeah, that's the stand still we're at now. We're like, what do we want to do? So, <laughs> well, I certainly wish you all the best with that because I understand that there there is no easy choice there. Um, but at the same time, it, uh, I, I believe that we're all human beings, and if we can't find a, a mutual respect for the fact that we're all human beings, then we're doomed. And I yes. used to be the ultimate optimist, but nowadays I'm now 47, and I have to say that my optimism is waning, and I am actually very worried about our future. Yes, likewise. It's very concerning. Hate to bring the mood down, everyone. but Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> to, to kind of shift a little and then we'll get back into um because i want to talk more about you and your the website and kind of give listeners a little more information on that um so some questions that i always like to ask are these are more the lighthearted, just to get to know you more uh get to know you a little bit better um the first one i always like to ask and don't feel pressured to say family members because some people are like if i don't say my grandmother she's gonna you know, come, come after me. Um, but I always like to ask who inspires you. It could be, um, multiple people. It could be a group of people I've learned because somebody was like, you know, people that inspire me are X, Y, and Z type of folks. Um, but at the end of the day, who inspires you the most? Pretty much anyone who can be honest about who they are. And so I would say that really it's, it's the average person who can rise up above what's happening. And like, so uh, again, we'll get, I, I'll venture into this subject matter, even <laughs> though it's you know, very, but the whole Roe versus Wade thing, just oh, to yeah. see all of the folks out on, out on Capitol Hill and protesting. Um, I, I look at the world like it's, it's horribly overpopulated right now. And Roe versus Wade isn't about murdering babies. Right. It's about being responsible about, about fertility and recognizing that our world is in deep trouble right now, that it's Correct. horribly overpopulated, that in so many of these southern states, 
especially you have folks who just want to bring babies into the world where nobody wants them and they're not going to give them any money or help out with the orphanages. They're just going to bring these babies in the world, right. which from my point of view is cruel and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I am inspired by, by the average human being who stands up for what is right and is out there uh, raising their, their voice and doing the hard work to change the world for the better. So it, 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 is that a, 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 a fair comment that is a very fair comment and i i agree yes i have lots of thoughts about that um yeah. my main thing goes back to also it's not my body i don't have a uterus so <laughs> it's why should i be uh, making choices for a woman I, yep exactly that's a whole yeah i just about again starting to feel real handmade tailish right now <laughs> so um <laughs> Awesome. So the, the next few questions, um, I have random cards um, and I actually just got a new one. So I'm actually going to use the new one. I have some that I created and then some that we actually <laughs> use at the hospital I work at um, for icebreakers. So I'm not going to read all of them because that would take us literally all night. Um, but I will read a few rapid fire questions and get your thoughts on them. Okay. Let's see. What is your favorite holiday and what do you like about it? The 4th of July, because it's all about freedom. Oh, that's true. Plus, I love fireworks. <laughs> that's <laughs> trivial, but... <laughs> now, I, I should say that I should, I, I should really include Juneteenth in there as well, because if I'm a non-white person, I don't look at the 4th of July like a, a typical white person does. True, yeah. Um, but I, I am a huge fan of freedom and not the far right or Donald Trump nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. lies, yada, yada. I'm talking about real freedom where you respect you, your fellow human beings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. What makes you super happy? Being out in nature, especially hiking. Oh, that's not, yeah. Yeah, Florida is not <laughs> the best place to hike. <laughs> Flat and humid and gross. Um, if you could be any age, what age would you pick? Oh, that is a tough one. All right, let's say age 30, because that was right around when I started this, this research. I wouldn't want to be any younger because I just have such a bad taste in my mouth relative to my young years. But it was right around age 30 when I really began to understand things. And if I could go back there now, there's so much I would do better. But yeah, I would say around age 30. I, yeah, I have, well... Now I have 10 months left of my twenties <laughs> and I'm, I'm ready for my thirties. My husband is like, Oh, I'm withering away. I'm almost 30. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready for yeah. it. The t- your twenties. You're like, what's going on? What's a credit score? Like, what is this? <laughs> like yeah. now to be over that hump, I, I am good. Uh, what, this is a hard one for me because I like to eat. Uh, what is your favorite food? Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> it is, yeah. I love food. Um, all right, I'll go with what I have been eating a lot of late, which is dates. I love dates. They are absolutely delicious and they are super healthy, but they're so yummy that I have a tendency to overeat them. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, dates. At least it's not like... I'll eat a tub of butter. Like, <laughs> could be worse things. You could go there. Yeah. Uh, that's again, uh, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. My husband cooks everything with butter. 
Oh, wow. And I'll never forget when we first got together, he was just making hot dogs and he was like putting butter. And I was like, butter. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, Paula Dean, calm down. <laughs> uh, tell me about your favorite book. Oh, that would be, which one would it be? I would say it was, would probably be Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. And simply because it was about recognizing, so it was kind of like the movie Office Space. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. So anyway, with, with uh, Ron Livingston, it was basically about uh, breaking norms and not, mm-hmm. and not just settling in and doing what you're told. It's right. about recognizing that life is so much more than just doing what you're told and breaking free of that. And if you can break free of the, of, of, of the norms and figure out who you truly are, that's where true happiness lies. Definitely. And so it, it's really about understanding who you truly are and figuring out what true knowledge is. Uh, and that's really what science is all about when it's done right is figuring out true, true knowledge. So I really like that book. And I would say that his other book, uh, Illusions, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah, is also mm-hmm. an interesting book. Oh yeah, well, don't think I'm to add those to my list. That actually leads me to the next topic. <laughs> um, all the different recommendations you, you have which could be any movies, music, uh, television, books, podcasts, anything that you're obsessed with right now or something that um, even could be older, but you're like, any chance I get, I'm going to tell people to consume this. <laughs> so what do you have? I'm a, a huge fan of Shark Tank. And what I really like about that is, one, you get to see a whole spectrum of different businesses from the small guys to the, mm-hmm. the larger guys who, who come in. But you also just get a better understanding of how businesses are really run. And right. I also like most of the sharks on, on the show. I really like all of them in their own way. But some of them are just genuinely good people. Like Mark Cuban is a solid human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to forget everyone else's names but i i just all, all the way around I, I i really enjoy that show and then yeah. i would also say the simpsons period the end because they do such a marvelous job of bringing forward real issues that are actually yeah. happening especially in american culture and they find a way to talk about it but also make fun of it uh but bring it to light so that we can all talk about it and, it, and they talk about everything yeah everything under the sun and uh, they so predict they everything too. Well, they, so much of what they have done has come to actually pass, and that yeah. it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, I would say that those are my two television shows. Uh, in terms of movies, oh, I thought about this, and you know, I'm a huge fan of the of the Matrix, especially the first two Matrix movies, um, which kind of go hand in hand with Star Wars because of just again, it's really about figuring out who you really are and breaking mm-hmm. free of norms and and it's all about knowledge and yada yada. Um, and then if I had to to go with a more lighthearted movie, I'd go with the cult favorite Paul. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's uh, Seth Seth Rogen and Jason Bateman and Sigourney Weaver and um, Kirsten Wig. And it's basically about an alien who crash lands on on the planet. And oh yeah. He, and he's basically held over at Area Fifty One. And then he escapes because they are they are done with him. His his usefulness has run its course. And then the whole movie is about him trying to get back to 
his his homeland basically yeah 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 and it's just a really fun funny movie but it also makes people think about are we really alone in in the universe true and then i would say the final movie is a more recent one called called hidden figures oh yes because i, because I am so the the name of my book is called overprivileged white guy i was born in a body type four and being a white dude i could not imagine having having been born in a body type four but not being in a in a white person's body mm-hmm. especially a white male's body because right. of the rampant racism in this country and you know that it's not just racism, but it's sexism, it's genderism, it's all the isms run yep. rampant in this country. And if you're folks on the far right, none of that's happening. Right. What I'm talking about right now, I'm just lying and I'm just making things up, but I'm not. When I left, um, excuse me, yeah, when I left college and I went out in, into the world, I had no idea that white privilege was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly had no idea. But as I learned more and more about it, I honestly could not imagine having been born in any other body other than you know, the 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 body that i was born in relative mm-hmm. to being born in a body type four because a body type four is so very limiting that if i had been in a non-white body i, I probably wouldn't be here now right. uh, so you know hidden figures fantastic movie because it talks about these amazing black women who were given no credit whatsoever in their role with nasa and getting us to to the to the moon mm-hmm. and that is true with so many black people in this country who have right. helped get us to where we are yet have been given zero credit and yet we still have so many people on the far right who claim there is no racism yada 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 and i just and I, so movies like that really inspire me because i believe in being honest about where we come from and where we're going because it's the only way that we're going to make things better yeah definitely and such an excellent cast <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. movie as well too awesome. they, they they did an amazing job um awesome i definitely realized now that i totally skipped the part so we can go back a little bit um about your book what else would you like to say about your book it is basically the story of of my life in coming Mm -hmm. to the actual research but it's written in novel format so it's not boring science it's actually written in novel format so you can really understand it from a very human point of view it's called uh again um overprivileged white guy a a story about being human it's based on uh, true events and yeah you can get it up on the website right now i'm working on getting it published so that we will have hard copies of it to actually send out but you can, you can actually read it up on the site right now uh, so that's the book and then you can also uh, do our scientific biotype quiz and our scientific weight loss diary and along with the advanced scientific weight loss diary you will get access to the science-based expert diet exercise and lifestyle support team which we call ask gnosis and if you think of it like siri or Mm -hmm. alexa Mm -hmm. uh, it's basically the same type of thing but you get to use the actual diary and then you can access our team and ask questions so that you can clarify relative to your body type diet exercise and lifestyle yada yada so all that is up at fellowone.com and there is a free coupon albeit they go fast uh you you would have to catch it at the start of the month Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's sort of that Awesome. And I'll definitely, I'll put the link um, in the episode description because if you're lazy like I am sometimes, you're like, what was that? Let me rewind. The link will be there. So you can definitely check on that. Um, awesome. So the, the last question I have kind of skipped around, but for mental health, we've had a good discussion on that. 
Um, so to dive into that a little bit more for yourself personally, what are some things or a go-to tip that you like to share um, or are willing to share um, to help keep your mental health in check? So I deal with depression and at times it is severe, but it's the type of depression that is relative to the gut, the, the enteric brain. And we're just starting to understand, science is just starting to understand more about the enteric brain. It is this web of nerves in your stomach that is very, very real. And it actually, there are, there are more nerve endings in your enteric brain than there are in your regular brain. Oh, wow. And your, your enteric brain links up with your regular brain via your nervous system, including the vagus nerve. Uh, and science is learning more about it. And it directly connects with the good bacteria in your gut. And if there is an unbalance in those good bacteria, that will affect your, your enteric brain, which will affect things like depression, but it will also be affected by muscle mass and how much fat you have in that area of your body. So if you're someone like me who was in a biotype four, who had no muscle mass whatsoever in, in my gut area, it was all skinny fat and fat. I have dealt with depression all my life. Mm. And so it has definitely gotten better over the years as I have added muscle mass to that area of my body. And I still have a ways to, to, to go to, to, to make that better, but adding muscle and muscle mass definitely helps. Diet has been a huge help and exercise is a huge help. So in terms of diet, things like solid probiotics are mm. excellent. So I will do things like, um, I'm a really big fan of kombucha or mm. kim, kimchi. I just recently bought this kimchi sauce um, that you can basically spread on bread and it's a great little snack. Mm. Uh, but keeping your gut flora happy and healthy is all about eating whole foods, especially a high vegetarian based food mm. uh, diet and keeping the fast processed and junk food to a, to a minimum. And then as well, doing your proper exercise. So finding ways to do solid cardio. Again, I love hiking. I'm not hiking regularly, but then I also like to do things like weightlifting and isometrics, which is just another form of resistance exercise. And I do it in such a way where I, I sort of do a hybrid of yoga and isometrics to where I'm using gravity because mm -hmm. gravity is really what our body is facing daily. It's really the weight that our body deals with daily. Mm -hmm. And if you can find a way to use gravity to your favor and build muscle, it's so much better than doing weightlifting because weightlifting, as we all know, if you go to the, to the gym and you do your weightlifting and you do repetitions, as soon as you stop doing those repetitions, all that muscle that you built gradually goes away. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're using gravity in harmony with building muscle, then the gravity is always pushing down on, on your body. Therefore, the muscle has a stronger tendency to hang around for the long term. And we know that that's true because of astronauts who go into space, mm -hmm. they have to work extra hard to do all the exercises to maintain their muscle mass and their bone mass, et cetera. And then when they come back to, to earth, they have to do more things to help rebuild that, that actual muscle and bone mass, et cetera because gravity is so important. Mm -hmm. So uh, did that answer the question? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking time um, to chat. Before we go, um, if you want to remind everybody of your website, again, I'll post it down 
Um, not sure if you, if the, there's any social media that you want to plug or any projects. I know your book's there as well, too. Um, now's your time to put it out in the universe. Thank you. So again, it's fellowone.com and we are up on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm sure that I'll forget the others, but it's all <laughs> under the, the four body types. Uh, and we also have a few accounts that are the ask gnosis, quote unquote, because you can go and you can ask there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, all that. And then again, please do check out our scientific biotype quiz and our scientific weight loss diary. Uh, we, we have had a lot of uh, su- su- success from them mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, again, I'll be sure to put that link down below for those that want to access it that way as well. Um, it's been a pleasure. Nice to meet you kind of sort of <laughs> virtually, I guess you can say. Um, and yeah, thank you again so much. Um, stay safe. Lots of things covered and it was super interesting to me. Um, thanks Mark again. Oh, let's find something to meditate on. Find something enjoyable about each morning. That's a good one. Be grateful as soon as you wake up. And here and now, you know your faults. Drop them and be done with it. That's true. Drop that shit. Be done with it. Close the drawer. Ponder all that over while we enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, folks, that's it for this week's episode. Also for this year's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Thanks for joining me on this occasion (laughs) or any occasion that you join me. Uh, I hope that everybody is staying safe out there and really looking into their mental health, keeping it in check, checking in on yourselves, not just for the month of May, but for all year long. That's, you know, what we need to be doing right now and forever and always 
another thank you to Mark for stopping by and talking about different bodies and mental health stuff. And I know we kind of veered off and talked about uh, other avenues, but that's what we're here for. That's what I like. Very, um, very good chat. So I will again link everything down below for Mark's information and fellow one research. Be sure to go to the website and take the quiz for the four body types and go from there if you like. Yeah, improve that mental health. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Sir Stephen Rice, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Also, stirstevenrice.com where you can go look at my blog, merchandise, stuff like that. Catch all the episodes that you need to catch up on if you haven't done so already or listen to it again. Please leave reviews on Spotify, Apple, whatever. If it lets you leave a review, please do. And share with others. Say, hey, I think you might like this really flamboyant dude. Ooh. That'd be great. Anywho, stay safe out there. And until next time, have a fantastic day.